Hear these words of the poet. When God created mothers, he had a perfect plan to fill each life with caring from the moment it began. He filled her thoughts with kindness and gave her gentle hands and made a heart so tender that forgives and understands. He gave her endless patience and strength to last for years. He built in lots of laughter and the healing grace of tears. And when the Lord was finished, he said, that's very, very good. And he placed each child safely in the arms of motherhood. Today, we are beginning a brand new sermon series for the month of May called Wisdom. And some of you recall that at the beginning of the month, I put out a challenge to you uh, that you read through the book of Proverbs by doing this. There are 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. If you take the day, like today's May the 13th, tomorrow's May the 14th, and you pick the chapter that coincides with it, you can read through the book of Proverbs. Now, if you're just getting started, uh, you're going to have some catching up to do, but uh, you can still start. And I think you will be amazed at the wisdom that is present and at the way that God will speak to you through these ancient sayings of King Solomon. Speaking of wisdom, I want to say a word about our youth who led worship last Sunday. They did an amazing job, and our five seniors that gave the messages, they are wise beyond their years, and we're proud of them, and we love them, and we wish them well as they move on to college and whatever life has in store. Today we're honoring, thanking, and in some cases, remembering our mothers. Back in the year 1914, President Woodrow Wilson signed a joint congressional resolution proclaiming that the American mother is the country's greatest source of strength and inspiration. And I think he was right. And so ever since then, we've set aside the second Sunday in May as a time to honor and remember and pay tribute to our moms. Mothers who truly accept the great responsibility and meaning of motherhood make a lasting difference that is far greater than anything we could ever measure. Or, if you're a country music fan, as Luke Bryan sings in his new song, I believe most people are good and most mamas ought to qualify for sainthood. Or as Dirks Bentley sings, she gives me faith, she gives me grace, she gives me hope, she gives me strength, she gives me love, love without end. Thank God for this woman, amen. I tried to get Dirks to come this morning and sing that, but he's very busy. But I think that all these words are true and they apply to the mothers in our life. The book of Proverbs is attributed to King Solomon, the son of King David. Uh, these are wise sayings. Solomon was known to be very wise. Proverbs is a part of the wisdom literature found in the Old Testament, along with Job, Psalms, Ecclesiastes, and Song of Solomon. Um, and this is a wonderful way to find guidance for how you should live your life, how you should approach your life, how you should think about uh, your life. Uh, it's attributed to Solomon. Solomon was wise, and this is how he begins the first chapter of the book of Proverbs, laying out what this book is all about. For learning about wisdom and instruction, for understanding words of insight, for gaining instruction and in wise dealings, righteousness, justice, and equity, to teach shrewdness to the simple 
knowledge and prudence to the young. Let the wise also hear and gain in learning and the discerning acquire skill. To truly understand a proverb and a figure, the words of the wise and their riddles, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Now today, I am going to move ahead to the very last chapter of Proverbs, where Solomon describes the capable wife with these words, strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She takes care of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. I think the best gift that mothers can give their children, in addition to unconditional love, is the gift of faith. A relationship with God through Jesus Christ, a belief that no matter what life brings, we can get through it with God's help, a belief that the ways and teachings of Jesus, love and forgiveness, service and compassion are exactly what our world needs to hear. It's never been easy to be a mom, but I think today the pressure of being a mom is perhaps as high as it has ever been. Many women work in addition to being mothers, and for those who stay at home, trust me, they are working nonstop. I made the comment a few weeks ago that at Woodmont, we want this to be a church that supports families, supports uh, marriages, supports parents and, and children, because having a job and raising children and keeping a marriage alive and finding time to exercise and to nurture your soul is very difficult work. And I think that all the moms who juggle all of these different things on a regular basis are to be commended. They are to be supported, and they are to be thanked. Glennon Doyle Melton wrote a book that was very popular a few years ago called Carry On Warrior, and in that book she says this, life is hard, not because we're doing it wrong, just because it's hard. Jen Hatmaker, who is another author that is very popular among mothers, uh, said this, I don't want my kids safe and comfortable. I want them brave. I don't want to teach them to see danger under every rock, avoiding anything hard or not guaranteed or risky. They are going to encounter a very broken world soon. And if they aren't prepared to wade into difficult territory and contend for the kingdom against obstacles and tragedies and hardships, they are going to be terrible disciples. Some of the greatest wisdom that we learn in life comes from our mothers. This week, I've been thinking a lot about my own mother. She passed away 13 years ago, in 2005. She missed a lot of graduations. She missed a, a lot of weddings and, and grandchildren. But I've been thinking specifically about the many lessons and values that she taught me over the years, because those lessons helped form who I am and who I have become. All of us have learned lessons from our mothers and from our fathers 
that have helped make us who we are today. So I want to share with you this morning four lessons or words of wisdom or values that my own mother taught me. And I encourage you to think back in your life as to the things that your mother has taught you over the years. The first lesson that she taught me was the lesson of faith. My dad is a minister, as you know, and so church was never really optional for us. But my mother always showed me the difference between church and faith. You would think that the two go hand in hand, and they should, but sometimes they don't. The church should help us develop our faith, but our faith cannot be dependent upon what happens or doesn't happen in the church. You shouldn't give up on faith just because you have a bad experience in the church. My mom had a strong faith, and she maintained that faith no matter what was happening in the church. Because guess what? Not everything that happens in the church is spiritual. I'm sorry if that's news to anybody here this morning, but faith is what matters. And according to the book of Hebrews, it says that faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not yet seen. My mother taught me that just because you have faith in life, it doesn't mean that everything will go your way. Life will still have its disappointments, its setbacks, its ups and its downs, its good times and its bad times. But faith sustains us through it all. And faith teaches us that there is absolutely nothing that we can't handle without God's help and with God's strength. Faith gives us hope. And remember what Paul said about hope in Romans. He said, suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope. And hope, he says, does not disappoint. My mom also taught me that strong faith, having a strong faith means putting it into practice. The way that you act, the way that you live, spiritual disciplines are very important. I have a notebook that I found uh, after I moved here to Nashville that was from a weekend retreat that she did uh, called A Walk to Emmaus, it, a lot of those types of retreats in, in Memphis. And so this notebook has got a lot of notes that she took, and, and I treasure it, uh, and I've looked at it. But uh, one of the things she wrote down is, Here's what God calls us to be. God calls us to be loving. God loves us as we are, not as we should be. God calls us to be accepting. Accept people where they are on life's journey. We can't control other people and their behavior. God calls us to be honest in who we are and in what we say and do. We don't need to hide our true selves from God. God calls us to be open, not to hold back, and to be approachable for others. God calls us to be willing, willing to go wherever God might lead. And God calls us to be avail available, not too busy. For some reason, busyness has become a sign of status in our culture, but that's not necessarily a good thing. We have to be present with the people that we love. She also made some notes at that same retreat called Spiritual Qualities of a Disciple. And there were four things. A faith that is always growing. Secondly, serving others in humility. Third, maintaining an undying hope. And fourth, learning to love others the way that God loves us. You know, my mom was a preacher's wife, which, quite frankly, 
is a really hard job. It's not always fun. But she worked diligently at her faith because she knew that faith is not automatic by any means. We all must be intentional. The second piece of wisdom I learned from my mother was the importance of family. And my mom lived for her family. You've heard me say many times that I think the breakdown of the family is one of the greatest tragedies in our culture. And guess what? It transcends race and it transcends socioeconomic class. It's not just a problem in poor communities. Without a healthy family life and parents doing their job, kids do not learn right from wrong. They don't learn how to contribute and be a part of society. And then if you combine that with poverty and poor education and a lack of opportunity, that is a brutal combination. My mom took discipline very seriously, and she had a very high expectation for her children. And, and when we get, we get out of line, we knew it. In fact, John and I can both remember her saying, uh, I brought you into this world, and I'll take you out of it. And she was serious. Proverbs 13 says, those who spare the rod hate their children, but those who love them are diligent to discipline them. You know, my mom was not afraid to discipline us, and she would read parenting books, and she went to lectures, and uh, she took that role very seriously because she knew that that was the most important role that she would ever have. Family life makes all the difference, and those who grow up with a healthy family uh, where they are loved and where they are nurtured, they learn to love and they learn to nurture. But those who don't have that have to find their own way in life, and they have to figure out a lot of things on their own, and that's not necessarily fair. Parenting is one of the greatest privileges and responsibilities in our culture, and unfortunately, there are many people who do not take that responsibility seriously. And I have friends who would make wonderful mothers, but for whatever reason, they have not yet been given that chance, and hopefully one day they will. But whether you've had a good or bad family experience, I think that you would agree that family life matters and it provides the moral foundation for life. The third piece of wisdom, or the third value that I would share with you this morning that my mother taught me was that of friendship. My mother had tons of friends, and just like she lived for her family, she also lived for her friends. She was very social, and if her friends ever needed anything, she would be there. She understood that, that old adage that to have a friend in life, you first have to be a friend. If you're sitting around wondering why you don't have any friends, you might want to ask yourself, am I being a friend to other people? That's an important question. And choosing the right people to be friends with is also very important. Proverbs 13 says, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools suffers harm. My mom knew that friends make life worth living. We are social creatures. We're called to care for each other, and she would do anything for her friends. But the quality of our relationships in life with our families and with our friends determines the quality of our lives. Lastly, this morning, the fourth lesson or the fourth value or word of wisdom that I learned from my mother was fun. My mom knew how to have fun. She was the life of the party. She loved happy hour. And I think happy hour is a good thing. Yes, you heard that in church today. 
But I can remember when I was in college at TCU, she would come down to visit way too often. And uh, <laughs> my fraternity brothers at TCU actually dubbed her the Miller Lite Queen. Uh, she didn't have a drinking problem, but she would always come to have fun when she came to Fort Worth. And we had a lot of good parties in college, let me tell you. But she believed that life is to be celebrated. There are too many people who take life way too seriously, and they're not any fun to be around. Where's the joy? Where's the fun? T.S. Eliot once said, where's the life we've lost in living? I don't know about you, but, but I think that life is to be enjoyed and celebrated. And when we stop enjoying life, we stop living and we're just going through the motions. When life becomes a burden, when we dread getting out of bed in the morning, when every day is a hassle and a headache, then something is wrong and it needs to be fixed. My mom taught me at a young age to have fun. And I've never forgotten that. And I've never wanted to be a minister or let the ministry turn me into a stiff, pious, rigid, pessimistic person because I've seen that happen to too many people, and I don't want to be that person. Jesus said, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly, have it in all of its fullness. Do we believe those words? Do we live that? I hope so. Life is to be lived and celebrated and enjoyed. So faith, family, friendship, fun, these are the values. This is the wisdom that I learned from my mom and that it helped form and shape my life and who I am today. So to the mothers and fathers that are here this morning, remember, you are shaping and molding the lives of your children forever. And if you have grown children, you're still shaping and molding their lives. Don't ever forget that. There are many gifts that are given on Mother's Day. In fact, uh, Clayton came into the bedroom early this morning, said, Dad, it's Mother's Day. I said, I know, Clayton. He said, got to do breakfast in bed. I said, oh, that's a good idea, Clayton. So we went downstairs and we, uh, um, we did breakfast in bed and we brought Megan some presents to, to open. But there was one mother, when she was asked what she wanted for Mother's Day, she answered with these words. She said, a pearly ring. No, on second thought, I, I want to hear my husband say, I love you more often. A new car. No, on second thought, I, I want a bear hug from my teenage son. A basket of flowers, no, on second thought, I, I want a compliment from my grown daughter. A bottle of perfume, no, on second thought, I just want my family to all get along. A box of candy, no, on second thought, I just want another chance to show my family how much I love them. My mom graduated from uh, the University of Alabama um, back in 1974. She was born in 1953, so you can do the math. I'm not sure how old she'd be this year, I guess 65. Um, but she was a huge Alabama football fan, and I have to tell you that uh, we drove all over the place watching Alabama play football in the Southeast growing up, and every time they win a national championship, which is a lot, by the way, UT fans, uh, I kind of look up and, uh, and smile and know that she's happy. But I remember the words of that legendary football coach, Bear Bryant, who once said this. He said, have you called your mother today? I wish I could call mine. May God bless all mothers.
for their wisdom, for everything that they do, for everything that they are, and for how they teach us how to live and how to love and how they show us the love of God. Amen.